not when you have kids you're just like when you're in the mood you're in the mood period or fucking no period yeah. like it happens so rarely you're just like let's get the show on the road take what you let's can get let's get the show on the road and Come there's on. your opening to the podcast <laughs> this podcast talks openly about mental health sex relationships and various other personal subjects that some people may find triggering now I know what you're thinking so I'm just going to explain a little bit why dear Mr Nick a thief so basically, long story short, when I was in year five, I went swimming with my class and a guy came in the changing room and stole everybody's knickers. So I did what any responsible 10-year-old girl would do and I wrote a letter addressed to said local pedo, printed it off and handed it out around my class. It contained some comedy gold, if I do say so myself. Poetic, almost. Yeah. Not only did little Sophie write to the local paedophile, she also wrote to herself every day in her diary. And when we found it, we were like, this is hilarious. People have to hear this. Oh, here we are. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to Dear Miss Nick Thief with me, Sophie Craig. And me, Johanna James. Woohoo! And this week, we are going into the 20s. Somewhere we've not ventured before. It's disgusting. The disgusting twenties, and to join us on our adventure, we are here with Rina O'Connor. Hello, hello. Um, so yes, tell everybody a little bit about what you do, Rina. Well, I am. Well, I started off as an actor, and then went and had a baby, and realised that I couldn't go back into the West End if I ever wanted to do bedtime again, which some people might think is a gift, and <laughs> I should absolutely <laughs> run and do it, but I was like, no. So I found myself with like really itchy feet, so I started a blog, and like sort of blogging, vlogging, which was basically an excuse for me to sing and talk absolute filth on the internet, yeah. and talk about parenting. Uh, and I because I needed to scratch that itch yeah, yeah. and uh, so that's what I do yeah I yeah. just yeah and show people my various body parts as well on the internet apparently <laughs> <laughs> I've discovered like the body positive movement and all of a sudden I'm like in a thong on the internet which I never in a million years would have thought I would ever do and like I can just hear all the voices back home and carry like going Jesus she'd be showing us her vagina now like, <laughs> that's what they're like because every time I go home and they're like God, I wouldn't know you had clothes on. <laughs> like, okay, thanks, guys. I do post the picture, like, wearing clothes as well. It's fine. You can post yeah. whatever you want. Absolutely. There is a thing. Somebody recently was saying, um, how can you be a feminist and, like, pose in a bikini? And it's like, because that's exactly why I should be posing in a bikini. Yeah, it's because I'm allowed to do whatever you I'm want. allowed to be educated and I'm allowed to be sexy. Absolutely. Why have I got to choose? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, you go, go. You go, girl. <laughs> um, and people can find you um, where? Uh, on Instagram and on Facebook at Mrs. Rena O'Connor or you can Google Rena the Unnatural Woman. There she is. Ooh. Yeah. Because everyone told me when I had kids that it should come naturally and I was like, there is nothing natural about this. <laughs> this yeah. is like really freaking hard. Like I'm working my arse off here. Like, yeah. yeah, so nothing came natural to me. It was very unnatural, which spawned the name. It's good, <laughs> isn't it? Very I was good. thinking that you like just were like unnaturally not hairy or something. <laughs> like, oh, see, that would be great. I mean, that would be, I mean, if I never had to wax again, that would be awesome. I'll take that. when you think that. of like a natural woman, you think, yeah. oh, she's got hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, the unnatural. So that's woman. what Aretha Franklin was singing about. She's like, yeah, yeah. I got hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a natural woman. Yeah. Bush. Completely. Bushy bush. Aretha. Oh, right. Dear. Let's go back in time. Bushy Aretha. That, that sounded like. <laughs> 
name. It is! Bushy urethra coming at you. Oh okay, shall we begin? Yes. Now, this is somewhere we've not delved before. This is my 20s. And this is, uh, if you've been listening to uh, previous episodes of Dear Mr. Nick Thief, which you should have been, um, you will know that they've been quite, I sound like quite the nerd. You do. Um, out of lack of knowing what else to call myself. You're just naive and, and weird. Just cute. <laughs> just a bit cute. Like I dress my diary like, hi. And then it's like, hi. Today I went to, and it's literally like this. This I love it. changes. Let's see what's happened a few years so later. So this Ooh. is back in February 2013. Okay. Before Valentine's Day. Okay. Before right. Valentine's Day. Um, I went before Pancake Day. Priorities. Just before Shrub Tuesday. <laughs> um, and a uh, little bit of context, a little bit of backstory. I had moved to London. Um, recently broken up with a boyfriend uh, of a year and a half. Brand, le- brand new single. Uh, brand new, I'm going to make my name in London, living uh, down south. Um, and this is on the set of a movie that never came out, uh, and I'm an extra. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Okay. Pursuing that acting dream. Okay. First day of filming, noble and the most embarrassing thing ever. Filming for the film Noble today, arrived over at Barrow, which was in my hometown, weirdly. So I went back up home from London to film. Don't know. I didn't realise how big a film it was. I walked into the place and it was filled with costumes and people, like a proper movie set. Definitely minimum. Clearly yeah. not like this is like fresh out of drama school. Um, I went and tried on my magician's costume. So I was the magician's assistant. This is oh, my role in the film, wow. okay? And they put me in a wasper. You know what a wasper is, surely, right? Like, like a wasp corset. Right. It's mm. tiny. Oh my god. It no, was horrible. Never heard of it. I couldn't bend or breathe, and the costume is so freaking skimpy, I felt so fat. <laughs> um, they did my makeup and hair. Uh, and then I got put into an extra outfit. So I was also an extra, as well as like a little small part in the film. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. But they kept my bloody wasper on. I was so uncomfortable all day. Uh, we waited ages at costume. I had no makeup on and felt really self-conscious because I'm a spotty cow. Um, then we got taken by minibus to the set where we were fed. We were kept warm on a tour bus. I'm basically just giving you like a guide for guide. Yeah. <laughs> What happened? And then I breathed, and then yeah. I did a wee, and then I thought, oh, I'm cold. Wow. I, couldn't, I couldn't even wee in that wasp, but like no. everything was held in. I well, can't imagine. Not everything. Oh, Wait. no. Oh, no. Um, then we got taken to a pub. We waited for ages, and it was freezing. Someone eventually came and said they'd lost the light and we weren't needed. We'd been sat there for eight hours, oh. but we'd still get paid. I was like, yay, Bonus. that's not so bad. Uh, we went back and they asked me to put on my magician's outfit again so they could take a picture. As I was taking it off, I had noticed I'd just come on my period in the costume. Oh, no. no. Yes. Friggin' waiting round all day without any bloody tampons. <laughs> and I'd just been caught out. I was traumatised. The lady rushed me immediately um, to a tap and showed me where I could wash it by hand. Um, and I was like, and um, 
hear of all, it must have happened to other people around the world surely surely but did they like give you like new costume nope. like a tampon nothing 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 it was all about the costume it's all about the costume and because this was set in like the 1940s all the costumes are like really like specific oh, and God. all like really like, you've worked in yeah. costume yeah. like your your Johanna's an amazing seamstress and everything wow um, and yeah so like the costumes were like one of a kind yeah so I got rushed to this sink um, obviously I must have had it like Anyway, um, I needed the earth to swallow me up. Oh, no. Um, yeah, the woman didn't seem to mind, but she did go bright red um, and made me wash it until she would touch it again. Why did she go bright red? It's just a period. I like... know, but for me, this is like the worst thing in the world. I remember feeling so oh, bad. I blame so, so the wasp. I yeah. must have squeezed it out of you. This is what I said. Yeah, and then it says here, fucking wasper. Um, and then it says, um, also, uh, give me a name, Sinead. Mm-hmm. Sinead um, had Facebooked me saying, oh God, uh, I need another name. Uh, a, a man. Saying Peter had been in touch with her asking uh, what this, what he was like. I gave my honest opinion on him. So this guy that I'd been seeing for a little while right. was now... Peter, Peter right. was now trying to get into Sinead. So Sinead messaged me being like, oh, what's he like? Uh. But I don't think... So that was a bit of a horrible move from Sinead, really. Well, yeah, if you just like, broke oh, hi, off. yeah, hey, um, what's, what's Peter him. like? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. because uh, And then it says here, this explains it, actually. I gave my honest opinion, text him. He asked me out on a date again. So <laughs> clearly I'm, I'm seeing this guy. Yeah. He's texting this girl and she's asking me what he's like. Oh my god. Did you go out with him again? I don't I hope not. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Jesus. Sinead is doing my head in. Why would you do that? Well, yeah, why would you do that? But then it does get a little bit like Valentine's Day, I ended up <gasps> with a guy. <gasps> Who? All the... Were you still on your period? I don't know. I don't, was I'm a bit scared to read was there a towel on. <laughs> I am a little bit scared. <gasps> no, I can't. What? You want your what? period? I can't read Oh my God, you Did you just to. put a towel down? Right. Carry I'll carry on. Okay. This is Valentine's Day, 2013. Okay. So yeah, another day on set. I had my hair done and after waiting for ages, we got taken to a coach to the trailers. We were fed a fry up and then taken by another coach to somewhere else. Um, a big derelict freezing building with no windows and I was practically in my underwear as I was playing the magician's assistant today. But all the wardrobe people were so nice and kept giving me things to keep warm. Aren't wardrobe the best people, don't you think? Always. And the makeup artists. Oh, wardrobe and makeup, always. I always end up in the makeup trailer or like with the hair people. I love them. Yeah. They're, all, they're always my kind of people they're every th- single time. So lovely, aren't yeah. they? It came to filming, we did three takes and it took ten minutes and we were done. Um, so I got uh, managed to get back down to uh, London, got ready, and met everyone from work. So I was a waitress at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we went out into Kingston. Oh, this is another love interest now. Oh, go on. Jude, we'll call him Jude. Yeah. Jude was really off with me all night, and my friend was all over him, which was really strange. <laughs> and then my friend weed all over the bus stop, and my other friend rolled in it. <laughs> okay, so then we got back to my friend's house, and Jude fell asleep on a bean bag. And then uh, 
Oh no, I can't read this. What? You have no, to. No, I can't. Go on. You have to. You've started. Go on. No, I can't. If you don't read it, I'll read no! it. No, I can't <laughs> read it. What? Did no, have, I can't did read it. Did you have a concussion? This? Like, what happened? Oh. How did you get from being back to set? Um, I woke up in the morning hating myself and felt really hostile towards Jude and I don't even know why. <laughs> the end. I'm closing that chapter. Oh no. You're no. hostile to Jude. Oh my god. <laughs> what am I doing? That was awful. I've enjoyed reading my diary entries but that was disgusting. That was all right. That was fine. I, I, had to, I, I did have to admit a little bit. <laughs> or a lot. Almost a bit. Uh, there pretty yeah. much wasn't a story there. Uh, it's just a sock. I had to admit, yeah. the sock is, is all you're getting. The oh sock is all God, you're getting. A sock. Today. And I'm going to go all go in. On. Oh, my God. God. It was story. Valentine's Day. I was, oh, Valentine's I was, oh, Day. Maybe it was the, was same, it the same one? <gasps> 2013. Oh, wow. No, this was way early. I was younger. I was about 17. Okay. And um, we had a hotel. Oh, oh. At 17, you had a hotel. Yeah. His oh, parents were goodness. quite rich. Oh, well God. done. So we had we had a hotel room, and um, we went back to the hotel, and um, we all got our hair off six, and but we turned off the light because obviously six. 17 with a cracking body but you're going to cover it because you're too scared yeah and so we turned off the lights completely and it was quite hot in the room and we were getting getting down to business and then i did remember thinking at the time like god i'm really sweating really wet oh god this is like <gasps> oh, oh, no. so really oily um, oily <laughs> and then um <laughs> and then just thought anyway i'll crack on then we turned on the light i never properly i didn't know i was going to come on my period and and it came, oh, and it was no. a complete mistake. And I was there like, oh, wow, we're going to get, like, murder investigation. CSI is going to come yes. in here. And I remember it scarred me forever because my boyfriend at the time went, ugh. And he stood up and he ran, locked himself in the bathroom and couldn't stop making ugh sounds. And I felt so horrible. Oh. oh but, child. And, but I didn't know how. We couldn't even, like, it wasn't even worth attempting. We just left the hotel. So the four, <sighs> like, cleaning people who would have come in... The next day, would have seen, and they would have been like, they would have come in, looked at the floor, and then looked at the walls, and then looked at the ceiling, and um, I can only imagine. The thing is, with period sex, it's like, at the start, the idea is horrible, you're like, there's absolutely no way, like, you you start off, and you know, start kissing, whatever, you're like, listen, it's not happening tonight, like, I'm on period, and then you sort of fast forward, like, five minutes, (laughs) and you're just like, "Mm, well... You know, you're a bit horny now, so you're like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Let's just get a towel, get a black towel. Yeah. So it's yeah. not a stain, you know what I mean? And then you're like, off you go. And then, you know, you crack on and you just go, but like, you sort of can't, like, you probably can't move position that much. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rule. Stay it's one the rule. Place. So you probably have to just do the one. Uh, two tops, maybe. Don't look down. No, don't look down. And then, don't look down. You probably have to, like, cocoon yourself in the towel when you finish the two of you. You're probably, like, wrapped in the towel. Like, 
roll to the bathroom sort of thing, <laughs> and then you whip out the towel, and it's like, well, it's easy to clean the bathroom. You just don't want to get it on the bed, like yeah, on the walls, no. you know. Top tips from Rena on period sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to the next episode of Dear hey, Mr. Nickathus. Listen, you know what? When you have kids, you're just like, when you're in the mood, you're in the mood. Period or fucking no period. Yeah. Like, it happens so rarely. You're just like, let's get the show on the road. Take what you let's can get. Let's get the show on the road. And Come there's on. your opening to the podcast. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. That's what I'm gonna say. That experience did scar me for I wouldn't I wouldn't absolutely wouldn't have it for years. I I only no, literally don't blame recently. It's like what ten maybe more than ten years later the first time that I had it again. Yeah, it is a little bit. It's one of them things like I. I think it doesn't bother you as a woman because you see it and you deal with it every mm-hmm. friggin' month, right? Yeah. Um, but for some. Men, like that it's something that like no I can't do it I won't do that I won't do that but some men are like I, I genuinely do not care like I've spoken to friends that are like yeah no he does everything when I'm still on my period and I'm like well fair dues that I mean I draw a line <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right. each to their own yeah. like I mean yeah but it, it's but it's one of the most natural things that it is the most natural thing as it's yeah. being a woman <laughs> it is it's like how we get life Right, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, life, yeah. life does not exist without women having her period. Do right, you know what I mean, I, I had a um, a script. Uh, someone was supervising a script that I was writing recently, and I wrote in a scene about a girl. She just mentioned they're talking on the toilet, and she mentions about okay, when I change my pad, and he questioned it. He was like, "Why have you put that in there?" I was like, "Because that's what you do when you're in the toilet." Yeah, it's really normal. Yeah, and he was like, "Is it for like a shock effect?" Or I was like. No, it's just life, and I think it needs to be shown exactly for this reason because it's weird to you, but it's not to us, so we yeah. need to like normalize that. Yeah, completely. I think that's why you need more women writers. You need more women writers in the room of every all of the writing rooms mm-hmm. because what we find normal and what we find funny, like men just can't relate to because they've never seen it and because they've been predominantly the writers of everything for so long. Mm-hmm. Nobody's exposed to it, so that's why we need more women. Yeah, it is. And I think it? like what's really nice as well is about like the Me Too movement and feminism becoming more widespread and not seen as this like man-hating thing. It's just feminism. It's just really normal. And it's just actually we're all equal and that's the end of it. But that means we're normal normalizing talking about periods. So like teenagers now will just chat about it. It's not it's not as big a deal. Whereas like when I was ch- like a child, a teenager, the mention of like and that's what I mean. It's not that freaking long ago. It's like you know what I mean. 10, 15 years ago, like the you would never ever mention periods mm-hmm. like oh my god I remember I used to get really bad periods in school and I knew like the minute it came on I knew I was going to get crippling pain and I would be like immobilised for at least three hours I would never tell anyone I would literally grab my bag and like leave school mm-hmm. just leave school but you couldn't tell anyone because it yeah. was just embarrassing and yeah. mortifying and it was like talking about this disgusting horrible thing but it's not as like you know what 50% of the population have it has it and life would not occur without it, so... It took why me three drama? days to tell my mum that I'd come on my period because I was wow. so embarrassed yeah, by yeah. it. And my mum was like, why would you not tell me? Yeah. But it took me three days to tell her. That was just down to my own, I don't know, embarrassment. Like, maybe I don't know, understanding it. Like, it's something to be ashamed of, but it's, yeah. it's not. Um, my other half's really good. Like, now I send him out for tampons and, like, sand, like pads and stuff. And he's like, <laughs> bless him, he comes back and he's like because we're just like yeah I just need some tampons whatever and he's like there are like 12 different kinds what do you mean yeah. like sending <laughs> pictures at the shop like what like heavy flow small flow with wings no wings super fine like, yeah. like what, what, do, you what do? do you need it's like this I... one's scented <laughs> <laughs> you should send him on a real wild goose chase send him something like yeah. really random 
Oh being my like, God, yeah. no, I need the tampon with wings. And they'll be like, the tampon with wings. <laughs> Make him ask for a tampon with wings. Yes. Really oh, oh my legs. god! Yeah. I know he's great. He does it. But like, I remember initially he was quite embarrassed to get them for me. If if I ever was like, can you just you're at the shop? Can you grab me them? And he was like, oh my god, no! Like, oh my yeah. god! Like, yeah. And it's like, what are you kidding me? It I remember funny. being ashamed and like hiding yeah. them like yeah. in my handbag. Like, oh my god, no! I just bought them the, from the, the shop. Or is the nail shop? Yeah. The sleeve, the tampon up yeah. the sleeve as you're walking through yeah. the bathroom. Yeah, pop it in there. I still All do that to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Now I announce it. I'm like, I'm going to change my moon cup. Have you heard about a moon cup? I could do a demonstration in five minutes. Everyone in the moon. Go now. Go go. I'm such a big like period novice. I've recently come off. Uh, the pill for like the first time in like 10 oh, years wow. and so I'm having periods again for the first time I feel like I'm 16 and like wow. I'm my flow how is your hormones yeah oh, oh it's crazy yeah. it's horrible it's mental I get spotty and I get cramps oh and it's horrible. my god and a boob, your boobs hurt right my boobs oh, get yeah. massive and they hurt so much and they feel like they've got rocks in them oh my god it's like going back to like being like a woman without all this men inflicted freaking hormones on us like yeah because yeah. yeah. that like you know the male pill isn't it they have all the same side effects as the female pill right but they were they were it was completely like it wasn't even it didn't go past t- testing because of the side effects we're like oh no no men get headaches and they get cramps and so no no we can't possibly do this we whereas women you're just like all of the side effects it's like well, it's for a woman, it's fine. The Paragon. There is a new male pill now coming out. Hopefully, I think it's next year that they're oh, yeah. like, they've okayed. Yeah, that they've okayed and it's Ooh. like ready for a thing. But, you know, my husband was really good. He was like, yeah, I'll try it. He was like, I'd like to see what, I'd like, maybe give it a year and see what everybody the thing is and if yeah. it's good. And he was like, I'll try it. And I, and immediately I went, oh, no, 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 don't you try it. And I was like, oh, wait, hang on. I personally, I don't take, I, I, I don't like what hormones do to my body nothing agrees with me I've tried everything uh-huh. so I'm just I like um have an app on my phone so I know like when's good and when's not and yeah. I'm always really careful but blah 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 but um yeah it, it's funny isn't it and like for for Johanna she's literally obviously you've had that long without it now she's gone back to like that teen thing like my hormones have settled so I don't get as bad PMT now anymore my, oh, but now you're yeah 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 oh my gosh. and I said to I said to my boyfriend I was like have you noticed a difference and he was like yeah but I kind of like it <laughs> Because it really normalises you, and I go, oh, you're crazy too. Because <laughs> <laughs> before, normally, like, I'd be the way more mellow one, uh-huh. and then now I'm not mellow, and I cry all the time when I get really upset, <laughs> and he's kind of, I think he's enjoying the fact that I'm, like, losing it a lot more. I love it, though. I feel like, because uh, I don't take anything anymore, and when I first uh, became pregnant, and when I first started breastfeeding, my hormones, I feel like my hormones got to a normal stage for the first time, like, in my adult life ever. Oh, wow. Like, because I think I, I went on the pill when I was 16, and uh, and then took it for, what, like, 15, 18 years, whatever. Wow. And uh, And then when I came off it, and then got pregnant, and I think, like, my hormones, as, like, what I would have considered, like, me normal, but that was me on the pill, mm. were, like, up and down, up and down. I was really, like, I'd have really, like... Just like, you know, mid-normal and then depression, or normal and depression. But then the minute I got pregnant, it was like my hormones were like, oh, hey, you're normal now. And my my moods are stable. I like everything is like, it just goes in a straight line rather than like a freaking, you know, up and down, like one of those heart monitors. <laughs> so, so it's amazing. Hormones fascinate me. I think like if I could bottle and sell whatever the hell is going on in my body 
when I'm pregnant and breastfeeding, I would be so rich. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so rich. You my know, God. a doctor once said to me, um, I've got polycystic ovaries. So, uh-huh. um, and they said to me, uh, my skin has always been bad, like for, because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they said to me, the only way that everything, this PMT, this, everything that might get fixed is for you to get pregnant. And wow. they were like, and then that might fix it. I was like, well, that's not really a solution. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> like, a problem oh on top of a problem. <laughs> There's a lot that comes hand in hand with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, I'm pregnant yeah. and I've got three children. However, I have great skin. Katrina! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, My diary, but my diary is like because I um I, I mentioned there in my twenties I suffered really badly from depression, and I used to write a gratitude journal because it was the thing that made me like just come back to like some sort of like neutral ground. You know what I mean? That you just stopped me sinking through the floor of like what the fuck am I doing? How am I gonna get out of this hole? And then you do a gratitude journal. I was like, actually, do you know what? I'm good. It's fine. It's fine. I am warm. I am dry. I have friends. I have a house. Do you know what I mean? Everything's fine. But and I used and to. Have you brought? That's what you brought in with you today. That's it. Oh. But it was just a gratitude journal, and it, it's like it just says something. It says like the most simplest of things. Like I, I'm, and I every single day because I looked at it today for the first time in years and years and years, and mm. every single day. I write, I'm I'm grateful for Rambo Balky and uh, who else was there? The dog? Oh, and Bonnie, the dogs. Oh. Like, I found, like, for me, like, dogs were just this, a gr- like, just this great source of, like, okay, no, it's okay. What? I have love, I have a dog, I have, I have love. I don't know what we did to deserve dogs. As oh, they're so race. good. They're so good. And I just used to put, like, quotes in them that, um, I mean, it's, it seems really, like, you know, wishy-washy considering what we've just been talking about, but, like, I used to put things like the foolish man seeks happiness in the distance. The wise grows it under his feet. So rather than constantly wanting and trying to, you know, aim for X, Y, and Z, which of course is a really good thing as well. Mm -hmm. But also you've got to just look at what you have and go, actually, if not, like if nothing changed, I am fine. I am okay. If nothing changes, everything is actually fine. Everything that I want and I wish for is just a bonus. So like, that's how I used to sort of ground myself. And things like, there's another one, the, the grand essentials of happiness. I mean, I, you know, I didn't make this shit up, by the way. I, these are quotes, like, you know, from <laughs> fucking Google. Just straight oh, from I didn't, brain. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> find, I didn't turn into rummy or anything, like, <laughs> you know, in, in that state. No, but I like this one as well. The grand essentials of happiness are something to do, something to love, and something to hope for. So I always feel like you have to have a busy brain. That's what I always found. Like, you know, that that old adage of, you know, if you feel crap, there's no point in, you know, staying in your bed for three days, which I did have to do at one point or mm-hmm. a few points. Like, yeah. you have you have to do that as well. But also, you have to get out. You have to do the simple things like get fresh air, go and get yourself something to eat, a nice hot mm-hmm. drink, you know, but walking and all, all that stuff that people say it's all true. But I think you have to do all of the things like you have to hope you have to have ambition but you also have to be like you know nurture yourself where you are rather than being like if something changes tomorrow i'll be happy because you won't you Mm -hmm. have to like figure out what makes you happy in the now i think anyway so that that like i found that so helpful when i was really ill 
and uh and I always if I go to a place of like feeling funky I always come back to like gratitude I'm grateful for blah I'm grateful for blah always like mm. three things and it was really really helpful so what are you grateful for this week oh my god uh what am I grateful I'm grateful for you girls I'm grateful <laughs> for being here I love having chats with other women and oh I like especially uh, especially like um other performers because I, I, I don't get to do that a lot anymore because I work for myself and I work from home mm. and I do voiceovers as well but that's a lot of us from home or I'm in a studio for an hour and I'm like, hey, how are you? And then I have to go again and I'm like, bye. <laughs> no, bye, humans. Bye. See, see you later. Bye, human more. connection. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we were saying this, weren't we? Like, when people are talking about having a staff party, yeah. if we were be like, we're going to have a staff party, it's like, who's going? Me. Just, yeah, myself. just me. My yeah, Christmas party. My self-employed Christmas party is going to be yeah. wild. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. You're all about me and my couch. A group, though, yeah. aren't you? For, like, everybody that's self-employed. We should yeah, you should have your own, like, staff idea. parties. Christmas party yes. for the self-employed people. We can have little name badges. Yes. And we want everything. That is such a good idea. Yeah. We're going to bring a photocopier so we can all photocopy our bums. <laughs> oh, We'll do all the classics. Oh, the my class. God. Can we have a water cooler so we can bitch about someone by the water cooler? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just hire one. So this part of the show is when we get the public to get involved with us and send in their favourite pies. Yeah, they 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 send us the most um, their stories, their problems. So sometimes a bit agony auntie, or sometimes it's just Uh something really embarrassing and funny. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, so we're gonna like crack on with some problems. Oh, that was really loud. That was really loud. I'm awake now. Thank you. Thank you much, Sophie. Uh, The first problem is going to be the fact that I put my knickers on inside out today and the lace is rubbing my vagina. Oh, <laughs> In a good way? Oh, in a good way. No, not even no. in a good way. So. Not, that glow isn't like from, you know, itchy lace. No. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you've shaved and then it just starts to like rub and it's a bit soft. No, yeah, no, no, that's why I keep wriggling on the floor like I've got worms. It's actually just my lace. She's like a dog dragging her ass. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I can't get comfortable. My vagina is oh, not. No. Do you're a little bit quiet? It's because of the lace in the vagina. The vagina. Yeah. That's a chafe. That's a chafe. But I'm gonna try. Take your jeans off. We're all friends. <laughs> I'm gonna channel this into other people's problems. Okay. okay, right. It's gonna get a little bit deep, but let's just let's I do think it. We can let's take do this. It. Okay. So this is anonymous. Uh, my boyfriend was never loved as a child. Uh, he was in care from a young age, and he was uh, got involved in petty crime and drugs. I tried to make allowances for him. He recently stole from me. What should I do? Ooh. Ooh. And I felt for this person because I feel like when I was younger, I definitely made this mistake. But for all the right reasons, when you, uh, I always see the good in people, even like mm-hmm. bad people. I see, I see so much potential in people, yeah. which is nice that I have that like frame of mind. But yeah. it's bad because it means I do what this person do and I make allowances for people. Yes, I. Yes, you do. That I. I'm the same. I. I will always try to see the good in people. But yeah, you will make excuses for that person, and because yeah. I remember coming in, stepping into your life, and a real shift in your life, and I remember saying to her, being like, 
that's not an excuse and that is not a reason. They are fully functioning an adult. Yeah. They know what's right and what's wrong and there is no excuse for that behaviour. Yeah, whether no, they had not. a bad upbringing or a good upbringing, there is no excuse. And yeah. you do not have to tolerate it. No, you don't. Yeah. And because um, just based on from what yeah. you told me and stuff, like, sh- you've just, you allowed it, didn't I'm, you? I met yeah. Sophie the night that I got dumped. Yeah. Oh, sweet no, Jesus. The night I found out that a previous partner had cheated and I packed a suitcase and I yeah. ran out the house and didn't know where to go. I just, she just was there with a little suitcase. And I was with Sophie oh. and I was just like, my face was all puffy and I had my suitcase and I didn't know where I was going to stay that night. Oh. And that's when I met Sophie. Oh my God. Oh, that's a lo- I like that story. Isn't that's it? That's a lovely yeah. story. I mean, it's a sad story, but it's a lovely story. It I turned mean, out well. It is. It yeah. turned out well. No, yeah, I think you meet people because you, well, you, I think people come into your life because like oh, yeah. they need you need them. They're supposed yeah. to be there, especially like, in exactly my life. Right. It's like it's almost like there's a stage manager going. Yeah, they're really and enter. Yeah, literally. Exit <laughs> and stage boyfriend. Enter. Cue Sophie. Cue Sophie. Yeah. Bring the tissues. <laughs> enter Marty. Uh, yeah. boyfriend uh, and enter. <laughs> and do my exit now. <laughs> It's so, so hard because I understand where this person's coming from because you can see someone and you care about and you just feel for the little boy or the little girl in that person that wasn't treated right and you see that like almost at the front when actually... Yes, it was. It, it's awful that they were treated like that way as a child and they never got to show love. But unfortunately, there has to be a line where that yeah. doesn't actually matter. 100%. I used to go out with a boy um, for four years and he was abused as a child as well. And I remember like when he told me that, I used to make so many allowances for him. Like mm. he would literally... Like it was... Oh God, it was emotionally draining because he would he would like lean on me for so much but then the minute I leaned back he was gone yeah like absolutely gone yeah, like, yeah. exit stage left bye bye <laughs> yeah. you know it literally was and, and and it was one of those things you know it was everything was just so hard and he was in his words he's trying so hard and everything was just hard for him and his life and, and, and but I was okay because I you know I, I didn't have a bad upbringing mm-hmm. I love you so I I was fine I was expected to be fine at all costs and he would do what he want but I needed to be the like the what you call the the, the the stellar pillar of whatever and so I was always just expected to be there and I would always try and, and this is what I've definitely learned like watching you can you can um you can help someone and you can understand them until the cows come home like you can like I think that's that's a, a definitely it's a, it's a female trait. Like we don't we, we like we delve into the dark depths of mm-hmm. like the their mind. We go. Mm-hmm. So, but why are they like that? Or they had a bad upbringing. This is it. So this explains their behavior. You can explain behavior and you can understand behavior until the cows come home. But it is not your job to, like, be shot on. And you can understand it, but you don't have to receive it and accept it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You, yeah. You know? I, this is this yeah. is exactly what I'd said to you, didn't I? Like mm. it, it is, and I, you know, I've been in relationships where you know, maybe their upbringing hasn't been, or like, you know, even now, like there's it's situations and issues that maybe haven't been addressed or whatever. And, but I have never stood for it and allowed it. I understand and yeah. I accept that this is who you are and part of who you are, but I will not accept you to behave that way towards me just because of something else that's happened. Yeah. And I understand it and I get it. So we address it together yeah. and we move forward or we don't. You know, and yeah, I, that's, that's yeah, that's the way I've always. Yeah, it's not your job. To, it's not your job to fix someone either. No. like they are responsible for themselves. Like it, it is, and it's also not your job to mother them. Like you, you're their girlfriend, not their mother. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. have to take responsibility for themselves. Yeah, 
you know? It yeah. is a tough one. Move it's on. A bit of a 50-50. Yeah, move on. If you've spoken <laughs> yeah. to them and there's not been an active change to yeah. meet meet you in the middle, yeah. then, then move on, I would, I would say. Because there's also as well, like, that's where I've realised, like, it's completely fine to have issues. Everybody has issues. And Everybody the older you get, it. the dating pool, the more baggage. The more <laughs> issues there are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We bring them all. Yeah. We bring them all. <laughs> I'm like, find oh. us. Um, but it has to be just that match of of like I'm gonna have your back, you're gonna have mine. Yeah. yeah. And if someone isn't willing to even look at it, then forget it. Bye. Absolutely forget yeah. it. You Bye. can't, yeah. it's not you worth can't it. force anybody to come to the table. Like no. you really can't. And if they don't want to do it themselves then it's move not on. worth your yeah good aura. Then it's yeah. Bye. Okay, and all right, here is another very interesting um, situation. Um, again, from Anonymous. My ex-boyfriend was incredibly homophobic and we rowed <gasps> over his insulting comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've broken up. Um, I will broke up. I've heard he is now living with a man and I'm very angry that he put me through that. Should I contact him and address this? He was obviously... He was obviously overcompensating. Yeah. So much. And 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 fighting with himself, fighting yeah. against being that what sounds he is. more like denial. It yeah, sounds complete like. denial. Yeah. And but I think more with her, she just wanted an apology, like an apology, yeah. apology of like it's like she's been the collateral damage on his journey to accepting who he is. Yeah. Which is really sad for her. Um, I wonder would he want to acknowledge that with her? I don't know. Like. I don't. You have to ask yourself what would what would it benefit her to have that conversation? And if he doesn't, if he just goes, well, what are you talking about? I, that was just the stage of my life I was in. If he's defensive, he's not willing to go. I'm sorry. How is that going to make her feel? Yeah. Like he's not, it I takes feel, a big man to apologize. Yeah, yeah, big person. But it also feels like he's made peace with himself, and I I would be. I think. I think reaching out would be purely for her own gratification and yeah. I don't know if it would be necessarily the best thing to do I feel like she should take a deep breath and go well that was that yeah. and just move on from it in a way it, I get that it's difficult it's, it's hard yeah. it's a relief because you're like oh he's not a homophobic bigot he was yeah. just he, he was gay. just in denial sad, sad yeah person. he was angry exactly. and, and hiding yeah that's that's a really interesting one that that's one because yeah. you do I think when you are so like confused and conflicted the first thing you do the first thing you go to is anger isn't it yeah. and, and, and it is oh no I hate I hate this and I hate that and it's actually the underlying thing is a lot, yeah. a lot different yeah. so he, was, he was really struggling bless him mm-hmm. and the final uh, piece of contact that we've had um, was a funny one so I thought I'd save this for last okay <laughs> yeah. so I mean my favourite food in the world is peanut butter but this story has oh I thought that's how it started I was like no, 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 I was no, like no. it's you <laughs> my favourite personal so food is peanut butter but this story okay right okay. oh um, god oh, yeah. I've already I've already yeah. got like images in my head of what this could be yeah, it good. says my sister was making a peanut butter sandwich when she quickly needed to change my nephew's nappy <gasps> no while Uh-oh. changing the nappy she saw some peanut butter on her arm and licked it off it <gasps> wasn't peanut butter <laughs> ah, no 
really like no you've ruined being a mother for me now no oh, mate, Rina, you've got you've got two babies have if, you ever if, done that if, if you, you haven't eaten poo? poo as a mom then you know <laughs> who even are you <laughs> like it happens it happens it's on your finger before you know you've done that and then you're like oh what oh oh god oh god oh god what's happened what's just happened my life my life it's in my mouth but you just never you never think about these things and you become parents all of a sudden you're like eating shit <laughs> just like rolling in it you know period sex it's like it's just it's literally a downhill it's just downhill oh but yes yes no it doesn't taste like peanut butter though so you I can't imagine if it ever happens to you Johanna it won't ruin the taste because it doesn't taste the same it'll be okay you'll be fine oh my you'll God. be fine I feel like that story is contraception in itself I know <laughs> like you don't need to go back on the pill ever again oh my God, no. gosh it's like a bit of a turn off I have to say though it's like I've, I've, I wrote a little thing about this recently I was like like I find that children like your own children are like your own shit like yeah you're just not bothered by it because you're not bothered by I it like, that's you know like case. you know like your own poo and it's the same goes for your children's poo you don't really mind your own poo like yeah. other people's poo is vile yeah like you don't want anything to, you don't no. smell it you don't want to see no. it it's absolutely sickening but your own poo you're like, yeah, you're, like oh, you're like oh well i made that like you know it's like, <laughs> you know it's like it's a work of art that was the chase exactly that's the chips i had there you know, it was a carrot you know it's like you're, I'm, I'm like well done bud you're working well like you put these all together out the other side so yeah i think like your own poo is fascinating and it's the same with your kids poo you don't i don't generally mind it i'm like oh. i'll sniff it's fine God, I'll sleep leave, sleep leave you with that, that lovely nugget there. Get <laughs> <laughs> him! Oh. <laughs> a literal poo nugget. Okay, I think we can squeeze one more. This is funny. When I was seven, I was going back to school shopping for new shoes. I saw a pair of shoes next to a box on the floor, so I tried them on and I walked around. And then this girl looked at me horrified and said, Give me back my shoes. Oh! oh that's I've hilarious. nearly done that. I've asked somebody, like, Oh my god, wait, where are those shoes? And they're like, those are my shoes. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Just try and run in somebody yeah. else's shoes. These are great. Have you got them in a the size nine? Like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You think, were they sweaty? Like, did they smell? Oh. Probably. It's probably oh. why I don't want to buy them. Yeah. <laughs> Put fetish people oh out there. Oh, there, there you are. go. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. I feel like we've all learned. We've learned about poo. We've learned about periods. Absolutely. We've learned about a lot a lot I've got a lot, a lot to process from this <laughs> podcast she just needs to go and take off her jeans and a lacy thong right absolutely. now absolutely oh. you do you do I need to take this lace I need to turn them inside out oh, get the yeah. cotton on me now ow oh, oh, scratchy oh. lace yeah Christmas lace is scratchy to her. oh no that's not good that's yeah, no, not good no 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 okay. do you don't want a friction burn down there like, no. no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no right yeah thank you very much um if you like this podcast then remember to get involved with it please because we need your help for the next episode if you'd like to send in any of your embarrassing stories or your agony aunt letters then just contact us at it's james Jake. and craig on instagram twitter everywhere else yep you can also contact uh the jj at johanna james you can contact me at it sophie craig or you can get in touch via the little website www.dmsnickety.com don't forget to follow uh rena as well how can they find you again just so they know you can find me at mrs rena o'connor on instagram and facebook there we go Okay, or carrier pigeon, whatever. The carrier pigeon. <laughs> just send us, just send Johanna your confessions I'll and your it. stories, and we'll just get them 
We'll just get them out there in the world because I feel like I've divulged a lot today. Do it. I think I feel like we've all overshared. Yeah. Um, and that's been wonderful. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's it from us. See you okay. soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>